Hi guys, this is episode 9 of the Beauty of Ugly and let's talk about some stuff, right? Uh, it's actually 2 a.m. right now. Uh, the wife and kid is asleep. So it's just me in my recording studio in a way. It's it's not really a recording studio. It's more like a, my man cave, which used to be uh, my workshop. But nowadays I find that all I do here is just record um, the live stream record uh, this podcast which I haven't done in a while sorry about that uh, it's, I, I do realize it's been when was the last time two weeks ago yeah uh, but I do feel like uh, now's the time right now's the time I got some stuff collected and uh, here it is guys presenting it to you it's been a long day guys um, I did two streams today two live streams on Facebook uh, first one was at 2 p.m. where I talked to Harith Iskandar and the second one was at 11 p.m. Uh, where I talked to Pete Johansson and uh, yeah I'm glad I did both of them uh, they, I, I feel like I'm learning a lot still uh, <laughs> just when I thought I wasn't gonna learn anything else uh, anything anymore uh, something interesting happened you know um, Okay, let's talk about the Harith Iskandar one first. Uh, you know, Harith is uh, interesting in a way because uh, I was actually a bit apprehensive. Uh, my wife wanted me to do, to have Harith on the show and I'm like, why not? Just ask, right? And I I feel like I don't really know Harith that well, I'm, although I have performed at his shows before. but it's in a way we've always held each other at arm's length you know um and in fact uh, uh there was a time actually let's okay let's start way back there was a time when i when he first started uh, um not when he first started there was a time when he uh started up his comedy club and i actually had to think about did i want to be uh, performing at his club or would he even allow me to perform at his club because I wasn't sure because um, uh, I wasn't sure what the standing was between us because uh, I didn't know whether there was friction between us because uh, right before the last election he actually um, said he actually did a series of videos that were um, that's how shall I put this? It was th those videos were a little bit pro um, Barisan, I guess, pro ruling government at the time, and so I was on the other side of the political divide, right? I wanted change, and uh, a lot of people wanted change at the time because our prime minister was uh, caught in a big scandal, right? If you guys remember. Oh gosh, I, I really didn't want this thing to be political, but uh, we have to explain the whole story, right? So back then he did a series of videos telling people, you know, um, if you're not an expert, you shouldn't be talking about politics on, on the internet. And it was a lot like, it was a lot in line with the government message at the time, which was like, um, don't listen to what you read on WhatsApp. Don't listen to what you uh, read on social media. Uh, they were trying to control damage, right? Because there was a lot of talk about um, the prime minister being corrupt and all that. And so he did a series of videos that 
you could say we're pretty blatantly pro-establishment uh, or arguably at the very most you could say they are arguably vague but they weren't that vague they were pretty pretty clear to a lot of people that was pro-establishment and at the time i i was among the people who uh, refuted that online you know i said like uh, well look at this uh, what do you guys think of this i think this is uh, not a very responsible message to be putting out right so i always felt like um i didn't really talk to harith after that and i felt like that was uh, it was probably like I maybe I'd burned that bridge, right? Maybe there's just too much friction between us and we can't really get over that. And then after a while, um, he opened his club and uh, I was like, ah, do I want to perform here? I don't know. Am I selling out? I don't know. And my wife was like, ah, you got to perform there. You know, it's, uh, it's one of two clubs. If you only perform at one, then uh, uh, how are you going to do well, right? So I kind of like... Well, I just performed there. Uh, this by this time is like a new whole new government. Uh, we had already changed government, right? And so I performed there, and uh, we never talk about politics. At, by that time, I don't even talk about politics anymore in my comedy or or any like I I wasn't really paying that much attention to politics anymore, uh, in comedy in comedy or otherwise, right? So I started, you know performing at the open mics there, I started doing well, I started uh, opening on the weekends for some of the um, international acts that were going in there, uh, performing there, and there were people like DJ The Mares, um, really great comics at the time. Um, well, <laughs> why am I saying at the time? Actually, DJ The Mares is uh, still a very great comic, but uh, what I mean is that um, at that time, there were a lot of great comics traveling through the region and performing at uh, Harith's club and nowadays it's mostly local comics uh, it's just um, it just wasn't sustainable uh, that um, paying a lot of money for people to travel here from the United States from the UK uh, wasn't very um, how would you say it wasn't very sustainable uh, especially when uh, I gotta get into a lot of things to to this to to tell the story, man. Okay, that's also comedy clubs. The two main clubs are Harith's Club, uh, the Joke Factory, and uh, Rizal Van Gezel's Club, uh, Crack House Comedy. And those two clubs do not get along because their owners uh, pretty much don't get along. That's the that's the short version of that story. Um, and I'm not gonna get into why, but uh, that's the situation, right, guys? So uh, I'm trying to be as neutral as possible. So at the time I was performing, uh, even now, I, until the MCO, until the lockdown, I was still performing at both clubs. Although um, Results Club is a little bit easier for me. The Crack House Comedy is a little bit easier in that uh, I do better at the club for one thing. And also that club is uh, closer to me. I'm more familiar with that club. I know Rizal a little bit better than I know Harith. So that's the situation between me and Harith, uh, right? Um, I thought there was some tension and then I thought like, um, well, okay, forget about it. And um, and you could say on if I wanted to be really political, then I probably 
on principle wouldn't even have dealings with him but at the same time it's like yeah okay whatever he's um he's not very political except for that one time uh one point in time he when he did those videos right so forget about all that stuff um we're friends now right we are at least um uh we're we are cool with each other so right so now that i'm doing the live streams when i'm talking my live stream is called uh, checking in with comedians so i um, i'm basically going through all my friends who are comedians and checking in on them right i've had rizal on the show twice uh, and i've always been supportive of a uh, house and uh, then my wife also said like why don't you have harith on as well and i like just to complete the collection why not right uh, and harith has always treated me well he's always treated me nice you know um he's never been unfair to me like wh whoever says anything bad about harith i'm always like well uh okay i'll take it with a pinch of salt because to me he's never been unfair so um so yeah that's my relationship with him and uh oh my god i shouldn't even be saying this in front of anybody but uh this is the podcast that nobody listens to so why not right so um i thought like okay just have harith on the show we'll have a chat and uh, see where the conversation goes right and there's so many people who don't get along with each other in the comedy scene that it's not even funny and one of the people who don't get along with Harith is Ahmed Ahmed from the United States. Ah, okay, and I'm friends with both of them. So, uh, so I didn't know this. I didn't even know that this was a beef that I had to look out for. I had Harith on the show. We were talking, you know, we were talking about comedy. We were talking about the situation in the country. Harith was uh, um, talking about his charity where he actually um, delivers food to the needy so that was um i thought that was a good thing that was a great thing right that he was doing and then we started talking about comedy and then i think halfway through halfway into the show uh the ahmed started uh, watching the show and he started appearing in the comment section and normally i try not to pay too much attention to what's going on in the comment section because when you do that it looks like uh, you're not listening you know so i i noticed that when i watched the playback of the videos of my live streams and i'm like oh, gosh this was really rude this guy was talking and i was looking here and there looking at comments and it looked like i wasn't listening so i try to avoid that right so i saw the comments scrolling and i'm like oh okay at least the comments are scrolling i'm pretty happy about that we'll go to the comments and look at uh, what people have been uh, saying or asking and maybe some some people wanted to ask uh, harith uh, some questions right uh, have i been saying harith the whole time I, uh, by harith i mean harith iskandar i'm sure you guys know that right uh okay so the comment section was scrolling and I was like, oh, okay, we'll look into that in a minute. And then we were chatting. And then when I looked into it, I'm like, oh my God, Ahmed is just going crazy in there. He's like uh, calling uh, Harith the C word and he's calling him a hack. And uh, hey, I can swear on my own podcast, can I? Uh, 
yeah, he was calling Harith a cunt. He was calling him a hack. He said he steal jokes. And uh, I've never heard this, by the way. I've never heard about Harith uh, Iskandar stealing jokes. So I, I, I can't verify this, you know. So, uh, and then he was saying like uh, he wouldn't let him perform at the joke factory. And he was saying like, doesn't Harith have uh, a lawsuit uh, from the laugh factory against him? So I was just like, I don't know how to deal with this situation, right? Do I bring up these comments, these comments, or do I just ignore them? So while I was trying to decide what to do, I just decided to ignore them for a while. And, uh, but then it would, it was starting to get awkward because I can't just ignore all of Ahmed's comments and just skip all his comments and go to, and just pick up the other friendly comments that were, you know, uh, from the other people. So I, uh, I just bought time for a while and I just try not to go to the comments. I was just uh, not asking, I was not referring to the comments, which is something I usually do in the second half of the show. I, I go to the comments and say, oh, this guy has a question for you, Harith, and this other person has a question for you, and this other person has a comment for you, and then uh, he will respond to them and then I'll fill up the hour, right? But now I can't do that because it would be awkward if I just skip all of Ahmed's comments and go to the other um, viewers' comments. Then it would make it so obvious that I'm just uh, ignoring him, right? So I just kept uh, chatting with Harith and asking him questions off the top of my head. And then I saw the comment from uh, one of our friends, uh, Adriana, who was saying like, um, yeah, just give Harith one of the negative comments and uh, let him deal with it. He has the right to defend himself, right? So I uh, brought up the comment. I, I was thinking of bringing up the comment about uh, why Harith didn't let Ahmed perform at his club. But at the same time, when I read the comment, it said like, Harith uh, wouldn't let me perform at the joke factory. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, he's a cunt. And I'm like, I'm not going to put that on the screen because like, uh, <laughs> it's a bit rude, right? And, uh, and then at the same time, I was feeling like, well, you know, it's a bit like rude as well for me if I, if I make it, if I turn the whole thing into a shit show, right? So uh, because I, every time I invite someone for a chat on the live stream, I said, look, we're only going to talk for an hour and it's going to be a casual chat uh, so that's and you don't have to be uh, you don't have to prepare anything you know so we uh, so that's uh, that's the way i always uh, invite my guests on and it's the same for with harith i i told him it's just going to be a casual chat and we're going to talk for an, about an hour and if you want to talk more we can if you want to talk less uh, just let me know right so uh so i feel like if i let the situation just degenerate into uh, this, you know, this uh, WWE, you know, brawl, I guess, uh, then I'm going back on my word, right? But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, maybe I can pick the middle road and just let him deal with one uh, comment from Ahmed. So I, I, and I didn't want that comment because like, I didn't want to put it on screen because he's like calling 
Harith a cunt, and then I'm like, what am I gonna say? I'm gonna say like Harith, uh, he's calling, he's saying that uh, you didn't let him perform at his club, and you're a cunt. You know, <laughs> what what do you say to that, Harith? You know, I I that that's too awkward, and that's like I feel like that is too kind of like going against the casual nature that I promised the show would take. So I chose a different comment, and uh, the comment was about how the isn't the Laugh Factory uh, suing Harith. So I, I let Harith talk about the, the lawsuit. And of course, uh, it being a lawsuit, uh, Harith just told me what he could say or what his lawyers probably allowed him to say, um, advised him to say, I should say. And he said like, uh, well, the lawsuit has been uh, settled and uh, there's no problem anymore. So it's a very short answer. And I was like, okay, um, obviously he doesn't want to talk anymore about it or he can't really talk anymore about it so that was it right and that was me done with the whole thing and the whole thing was winding up to an end anyway we had been talking for over an hour so I was like okay um thanks you know um thanks for the chat and then I uh, um I ended the whole uh, live stream you know it, I thought it went very smoothly to me and then I went into the comment section and said oh my god I've like what is going on here? I started reading the thing, right? And then I started looking at my phone. I always put my phone away, by the way. I always uh, put it on silent so that I don't get too distracted. Is that the comment section is already distracting enough. I don't need like another device to distract me, right? I looked at my phone. Um, Ahmed has been uh, Facebook messaging me and saying like, uh, you know, you should call him out on it. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to call him out on. You know, you're talk, you're saying that he steals jokes or what? I, I've never even heard of this. I don't think Harit Iskandar, whatever you want to say about him, I don't think he's a joke stealer, right? Uh, it's just, it's just your word against his at this point. So I, I was like, okay, uh, calm down. I'm gonna think of a message to reply Ahmed. But by that time, Ahmed had already unfriended me. So yeah, that was the whole situation right there. Um, so I guess uh, Ahmed and I at the moment are not friends anymore, uh, which is okay by me. I mean, uh, I'm not angry at him, you know, but at the same time, <sighs> I don't know how we got to this point. Uh, I'm just trying to do a show here and you as a stand-up comedian, as a performer, you gotta understand that, uh, yeah, it's not easy to do that when someone is uh, just trying to start his own, you know, rally, his own protest in the in the comment section. And um, so, yeah, Ahmed, um, I'm, I have no beef with you, Ahmed. Uh, I don't know what is going on with you, but I guess uh, the lockdown's getting to uh, all of us, right? So um, whatever it is, just... What am I going to say to this guy? Um, yeah, if I had told Harith that this is just going to be a casual chat for an hour and then I hit him with like this situation, uh, that's entrapment, right? That's that's not a nice thing to do to a guy. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's why I decided uh, to do it that way. Uh, so... Ahmed, take care, brother. Um, 
It's still the fasting month, so uh, Ramadan Mubarak, bro. Right. Uh, what else has been going on? So yeah. Um, what has? <sighs> okay. Recently, I discovered that. You know, for a long time, people would ask me like why I don't do political jokes anymore. And the other, well, in the past two or three weeks, I've been thinking about this, and I've been putting my thoughts together. And I think I know why now. And the reason is that, well, I I joke about things that are funny to me or things. A lot of the times, I write jokes the same way I write. Um, and anything really, uh, I write about things that upset me. And uh, five years ago, five, four and five years ago, the thing that upset me a lot was uh, the then Prime Minister of Malaysia, Najib Razak, and uh, so I wrote about him. You know, I I mean, I did a lot of jokes about him, and I hated everything about him, um, almost up to a personal level, you know. And uh, I didn't. I just hated the fact that everybody was putting him on a pedestal. So by the time like he had that big scandal, I was, I was, in fact, I was rejoicing, right? I mean, it's sad that public money had been stolen. But at the same time, I was, I always assume that public money was being stolen anyway because um, the system is so corrupt and there's so much cronyism going on in there, right? Uh, okay, this is getting way too political for this uh, podcast. So um, long story short, I was writing what upset me at the time. And since then, I find like uh, I'm not thinking about those things that much anymore. So uh, why would I joke about uh, those things, right? So yeah, you just write what is on your mind. And uh, lately, in the past few years, uh, I do find that the things that I enjoy, the jokes that I enjoy are really that I find funny are really the jokes uh, about um, the things that we block out the things that we don't allow us ourselves to think or the things that we don't allow ourselves to remember the things that we don't allow ourselves to say uh, all the taboo stuff right um, nobody talks about them because uh, they are they are not things that are convenient to talk about so I find like, yeah, those things are very interesting, uh, which is the, the whole point of this podcast is that, right? This is, podcast is called The Beauty of Ugly because I love exploring those things. And so um, those are the things that I like talking about. And then I find like everybody's talking about politics. So that's not taboo anymore, you know? And uh, also like the, with politics, I like when I, watch a comedian like uh, that's considered political like uh, Trevor Noah or Bill Maher I realized that the stuff that I really enjoy about them is when they are not really talking about um, well Donald Trump said something stupid right or, or look at this politician he said something stupid isn't that like uh, interesting that wasn't interesting to me what the one or two times when they did say something interesting was when uh, they made a comment about the social political situation or it's like social commentary right like bill maher has this joke uh, like his favorite joke of all or his favorite observation of all uh, to me what am i saying my favorite uh 
my favorite observation of Bill Mars uh, or his joke that I love the most is uh, when he said something on along the line of um, and I'm going to mangle this so uh, it's not going to sound funny um, when he said that Americans love uh, no Americans hate socialism uh, even though they don't know what it is right something like that uh, and I love that because it just so uh, elegantly um, describes the whole situation in America uh, in, a, in a very big way. And I love stuff like that. But when they say like, oh, look at this, uh, look at the parasitant, you know, he said something stupid today and then tomorrow, they, what do they say? Well, look at the president. Look, guess what he said today? That was really stupid. And then the next day, look at the president. He said something stupid again today. You know, after a while, it gets a bit repetitious, right? And also, it's not very, it's not very insightful. Uh, you, you're saying something that all of us already know. The president is stupid, right? So yeah, I. To tell you the truth, I don't really enjoy those shows that much anymore. So yeah, that's why I don't do a lot of uh, that kind of comedy anymore. And I have been trying to figure out what comedy is, right? This, this uh, past 40 days or so, I've been doing the live stream. Yeah, it's exactly 40 days, I think, in fact. Uh, 41 days? Yeah, 41 days. I've been doing the live stream and I've been uh, one of the major questions, one of the major things we have been trying to figure out is, uh, as I said in the last podcast episode, uh, what is stand-up comedy and can you do stand-up comedy online, right? And I think I figured out a few things. Um, for me, I feel like stories work pretty well. Like you just keep flowing and you don't like stop and do uh, comedy that uh, is very structured in a way uh, well structure is good but when you there's a certain timing that works better online for stories than for like uh, there's a few things that work on stage that doesn't work online I think like um if you're if you do jokes that are structured and you have to do a setup and punchline and then a setup and a punchline and then you pause and you do a setup and a punchline and then you pause right that structure works very well uh, when you're on stage like really well that is in fact that is that is basically storytelling with a lot of punchlines right and um, yeah that, that is good as well I think and but i find that if you keep talking and you keep flowing and you don't pause as much basically you can't pause as often you can't pause for as long i think uh, is the basic thing that i figured out um so that's why i say like comedians that rant uh do very well because they're just going with the flow right they're in a the flow and they're just ranting and uh that that works very well and also, um, anybody who wants to do comedy, you can go to a lot of uh, open mics now. There are many types of open mics. You gotta figure them out. There's some run on Instagram Live, some uh, run on Zoom, some run on Google Hangouts, some run, some are just streams, you know, uh, like uh, Facebook streams. And actually, 
all of them work to a certain degree. You just got to decide whether you want to have some audience feedback or not. Some of them do have audience feedback, some of them don't. Uh, I think it's important to try a bit of both. And uh, open mics are actually all over the world, right? There's a comedian, uh, one of my comedian friends now, Juliana Heng, she actually uh, is performing more than she ever did because uh, she's just uh, finding out all the open mics that are available online around the world and she tries to fit them into her schedule um, and then she performs right she would perform like she's been performing at like uh, in Moscow in uh, in the United States in She's been performing in the UK, all online, by the way. All these open mics are, all these open mics are organized by comedy clubs from around the world. But you can log in to them and perform uh, at these events, online events, from anywhere, right? So there's no location. Uh, there's no location limit anymore. There's no. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you're not limited by your location anymore, right? So yeah, you can just look for all the open mics and uh, try them out. Uh, and you can work on your jokes, you know. Um, but you do need to rely on your inner compass on what's funny and what's not funny a lot more than when you were going to the comedy clubs and you were just trying out a bunch of things and hoping that, uh, that somebody will laugh at one of your jokes and then you're like oh okay i'm gonna keep that one right so nowadays you have to rely on your own uh, judgment a lot more uh yeah just do what's funny to you you know that's that's a really a big part of comedy um, as i always say you have to do what's you have to do what's funny to you that's very important um yeah um apart from open mics you can actually also start your open start your own open mic you know get a group of friends uh start a stream you know use the stream yard app uh, it's been working very well for me they don't pay any money they don't pay me any money to say this by the way but uh, i've tried a few stream streaming apps and uh, stream yard works very well for me if as long as you want to stream to facebook or you want to stream to YouTube. Uh, in fact, you can, if you use the paid version, you can actually stream to both. Uh, yeah, so yeah, just try it. it. Doesn't have to be stream yet. You could try any other streaming app, you know. You probably you can find a better one than me, uh, than I have. And you can do that and stream to whatever you want to stream to. And sometimes you have an audience. Sometimes you just think you have an audience but you don't and you just uh, do your jokes anyway and that's great practice you know um, and also you can use visuals you don't have to be limited limited to traditional stand-up comedy where you uh, stand there with a mic and you, you talk into it you know you can um, you can bring up slides you can bring up um, pictures uh, online you know, because uh, that's what you're, you're going through the computer to get to the uh, your audience anyway. So you can use the computer to bring up more visuals. Um, so use that, you know, um, be creative. Uh, you don't have to 
that's the advantage of performing online now you can be very creative you not you're not limited to just using words and uh, lastly be organized you know you can you can actually um not just be organized right because i i find that what limits me a lot of the time is just i'm not organized enough um like i was talking about my friend juliana who is performing at all these open mics uh, around the world and she actually has a system where she keeps track just write down your jokes that you have performed at each open mic and just do that homework right so because there are a lot of open mics that they don't really allow you to uh, repeat your jokes or they don't encourage it so you can uh, you can just cycle through it right okay i've i performed these jokes last week at this club uh, just make a note of it or just write down uh, in a word document or something like um, and then you can keep track of uh, which jokes you have performed where and yeah you you can do very you can do very well if you are very organized uh, now especially now when you have to perform comedy online yeah so i'm still chasing the dream guys i'm still uh, still doing this thing and i'm still uh, hoping to make it big i don't know if it's a realistic dream anymore i still want to make it big in america and but i feel like maybe my asian name is uh, holding me back you know I'm worried that americans cannot i'm worried that americans cannot pronounce simtong so maybe i should change my name to something americans can pronounce like zachariah Waffleburger. i think that would um, yeah i think that would uh, really help my career all right guys that's the whole episode thanks i'm gonna put this on the net and uh, you guys can listen to it sorry if uh, some parts of it is too loud i'm just trying this new mic still i don't know how to adjust it properly i need a pop filter for this thing which is coming in the mail uh this is the longest goodbye you've ever heard so um yeah thanks guys peace out uh, see you at the next episode bye